Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some of the new trailers that got released this week, including Elemental and also Darby and the Dead. We're going to be talking about uh, maybe some possible issues going on right now um, with Disney's Marvel animation. Plus, we've got loads of stuff to review. It's almost like there's a big holiday coming up in America and they wanted to get a load of stuff out for it. Um, it was a big week for releases, wasn't it? It was like crazy amount of releases this week. And a lot of them on Friday, too, which was kind yeah. of problematic for me. I know you get a lot of them in advance, but uh, yeah. they, there were three, like, hour and a half yeah. long yeah. things dropped on Friday. I didn't, did not yeah. get to watch all of them. Oh, before we jump any further, a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can sign up to our newsletter. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and on Twitter. So obviously, if you're on Twitter and you're going to want to make sure that you're kind of following us somewhere else, that's always a good thing. On that note, guys, let's jump into it. So let's start off talking about a couple of the trailers that came out this week. Um, Elemental, the new Pixar movie coming out in June next year. What did you think of this trailer? Well, it looks very good, as you would expect from... Uh, from Pixar, and I'm talking about like the actual visuals of it. But as with most trailers this far out, it's difficult to tell where they're actually going to go with it because mm. right now it just looks like it's in and out, or sorry, inside out, uh, crossed with uh, Romeo and Juliet or something mm. like that. So we'll see where they're actually going with it because the this trailer is just to to set the mood, and the next trailer will be the one where we actually start to find out what the thing is because. Yeah, you, know, you go back to look at soul and like, well, what is this? This is just inside out, but it's soul instead of emotions. And that's obviously not what the movie was in the end. It's funny you mentioned about like the the animation because back at the um the studios presentation at the D23 Expo, we actually got to see like most of this trailer, but we got to see lots of other footage as well that but some really, really rough footage. So I watched this one and you said, Oh, it looks really good. And I'm like, well, I, I think for me, I'm like I've seen this movie look so it's look really like quite bad because it's so early. So the trailer, like, oh wow, it actually looks it looks decent now because before my view of it was like, wow, it, it looks a bit rough right now. I mean, with what eight six months ago, seven months ago, probably in all honesty, most of the film isn't even ready. Um, I I I would have you would assume, and we all would assume that most of this is probably done. But there was that um Frozen Two documentary that came about where they were like, oh, we put the trailer out and we hadn't even finished the movie. You know, we were nowhere even like a quarter in and they've got a lot of um, more work on it. So that definitely opened my eyes to the idea. I thought, well, it, it, yeah, I suspect it's very far from done. It looks fun. Um, I wouldn't say I'm, I, I wouldn't say I'm overly excited about it. It's a bit, um, like you say, a bit like inside outy kind of again, just with now with elements and it, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't say I'm excited for it. Definitely. Right. But we would also have said the same thing about things like Luca. Or in fact, I think we did say things like that about Luca and Soul and things like that, mostly because the first trailers really are just uh, here's the art style. Here's mm -hmm. a character here, maybe a couple other characters that you don't even realize are yet. And that's about it. But yeah. I, I do agree. It's kind of like, yeah, OK, yeah. Romeo and Juliet with fire and water. Cool. Let's see where they and go. I'm and I'm going to be a little bit, I, I don't know whether or not maybe because some, some footage or something like leaked from D23 or something, but it was a bit like, why now? It's mm. like seven months away. Like most people are going to forget about it. It's like, you've not got any merchandise out for Christmas. Like what was really the kind of the points of doing it? Maybe you should I, focus more on Strange World coming out next week. 
Well, I'm I'm assuming that this was released so it can be in front of Strange World yeah. next week. It, it'll be one of the, the trailers in front of that. Um, and yeah, sometimes trailers are to go, there's a movie coming out in two weeks. You really want to watch this movie, go for that. And sometimes it's just to go, hey, you know Pixar? You love Pixar. Here's the next Pixar. Mm. Look forward to more information. Yeah. Uh, I would be on. I, there's something I would like them to start doing a little bit better on their trailers is be very a bit more forthcoming about the idea that it's coming to theaters. Stop sending out the signal. It's coming out in June. I say it's coming to cinemas. Let let get rid of that buzz about Disney animation kind of being straight to Disney Plus. Just say right from the word go. I know things can change, but kind of. Yeah, it, I think it would be better for them to be a little bit more like coming exclusively to cinemas or something like that first off. Well, they might also have not decided, although at this point it does seem that exclusively to cinemas will probably be the go back to being the default for pretty much everything yeah. at this point. I, think, I, I don't think there's a bad thing as well. I mean, as far no. as I'm concerned, you know, if you can get, if they can make a few million, you know, you know make some money on it. You know, generally as well, statistically, most movies do better on streaming after they've been out in cinemas. So it makes a lot of sense, which I kind of I'm going to bring on to our next topic, really. Um, one of them was um, Strange World. So obviously that hits cinemas um, for Thanksgiving. Um, however, there was a report on Deadline. They were talking about like um, box office and numbers and stuff. And in there, there was a little kind of very deep within it. They said that the exhibitors, which is basically cinemas, have been told that it's going to be hitting Disney Plus by the end of the year. So I'm gathering we're probably going to do what they did with Encanto, which we've been talked about multiple times, dropping around maybe Christmas Eve or maybe maybe even New Year's Eve or something like that. Um, so we now kind of, that's kind of come through there. There's also kind of talk that uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever is going to have a longer um, theatrical run, at least 45 days and beyond, which again, we just assume would be the case because it's done so well. But it's kind of one of those things of there's a lot of publicity right now. Um, they had a London um, event this morning and there was a premiere couple of days ago you know there's a premiere in the el capitan the el capitan theater in hollywood has been very busy this week <laughs> had a premieres going on ahead of next week's thanksgiving um and yeah now it's almost like because like, within canto they kind of said beforehand that it was coming to disney plus on christmas eve they're not doing it this time they you know they're being i mean it makes sense i mean why would you but i went to look at cinema tickets um for strange world um one showing a day at 5 p.m I'm like, well, I, that's a not a good time for me. That's just like doesn't work with my, you know, with life. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to go when this when kids can go. I like to go when it's quiet, and you know, during the day. You know, for me, generally, I like to go you know, in the morning or in the afternoon, so the cinema's quieter, so I can enjoy it properly. Um, so I was like, well, one cinema a day. Well, I'll I'll be waiting for Disney Plus. I can't. I literally like, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to go at five o'clock in the evening. That's when I spend time with my wife. That's when we have dinner and stuff. It's just like, it's just, that's not a practical time for me. Right. And looking at my local theater, you know, we have between two and seven showings per day, which for a brand new movie that is coming out that week is absolutely tiny in the number of showings that are available. Most premieres will have somewhere between 15 and 20 uh, screens throughout the entire day. So it does seem to suggest that either there's a whole ton of movies coming out, which actually there are, or the the cinema chains don't have an incredible amount of faith in this one. There's a little, been a lot of talk online about the fact that Strange World is not getting the publicity that um, the people are expecting. And it's kind of a weird one because on one hand, 
um, Disney are sending out uh, the press releases with the new trailers, the new featurettes, the new clips, all the stuff that they would normally be doing for every release. So that's kind of normal. Posters, you know, they're appearing on um, on shows talking about it. They're doing the world premiere. They've done a London premiere. You're like, okay, so they're doing everything that you would traditionally expect them to do, which is fine. You know, at the D23 Expo, they were there. They had a big stand. Now, whether or not there's any adverts on television, um, not watching a huge amount of live TV. And also it's like, would they start now, like running up to Thanksgiving to kind of do that? But yeah, a lot of people go, oh, I don't know anything, I don't know anything about this. And like, well, they're, they're putting it out there, but it's just not in the, you know, maybe they're not spending money on advertising. You know, there's been a lot of talk as well of like JPEG looking at like trying to um, reduce advertising budgets to save some money. You know, that's one thing that they're looking at as well. Um, but yeah, it's a very interesting thing of what's going on with this one. It's like, from my point of view, I'm like, well, they're doing the toys, they're doing the merchandise, they're doing the screenings, all the news coming through, and I'm obviously more sensitive to that. It's like, well, this is the same for most movies. There's nothing really abnormal here. But the general word seems to be, oh, well, they're not advertising it a lot, or they're not promoting it. And looking at the trailer trailer numbers, massively different from like Encanto and some of the other films. So it just might just be people are not interested. And so therefore, um, Disney has pulled back the um, marketing on this one. It's hard to tell. It certainly feels that way, though. And um, just anecdotally, nobody's talking about it within my my circles. Nobody. I'd I'd be surprised if many of them even know what's coming out at all, or that it's yeah. a Disney movie. Yeah, it's also I think it's it's not very good as well because it's sandwiched between two juggernauts of Avatar and Black Panther. So it's like you know where they're going to spend. You know, all the money's been, and in some way, the attention's been on Black Panther. Maybe maybe things start pick, picking up this week. You know, you might there might be a flurry of stuff, or Disney just decided it's not worth spending a huge amount of money on. You know, we know it's not going to bring in a lot of. Um, you know, maybe the story is a bit generic. That's been some things. You know, there's a whole other issue um, with there being like a gay character, whether or not they're expecting a backlash to that. I don't know. I mean, for me, I'm a little bit like, oh, I wanted to see this film, but I'm going to have to wait. <laughs> essentially like um yeah one screening a day at my local cinema just means to me like well that kind of feels like in out and gone even a week kind of thing it's not a lot yeah for me it doesn't even have to do with showtimes it's the fact that it's coming out over thanksgiving uh week which is one of the busiest movie holidays here in the states you know you're, you're with your family you've just eaten uh, way too much food and you go to the theater to to kind of you know, grandpa takes a nap and the kids keep them from driving everybody insane. Mm. And I'm absolutely not going anywhere near a theater this yeah. week, uh, this coming week. It's just not happening. And if the rumors are true that it's going to be coming out uh, somewhere around Christmas, somewhere around New Year's, I don't really feel any particular need to go out and see this, honestly. No, it's kind of, yeah, but this is this is the trouble of why they don't want the word getting out that it's right, exactly because... You know, and I do wonder, you know, with the, the recession, you know, the coming in, you know, the cost of living crisis, families are not going to go as much. You know, it costs, I mean, my locus is five pound a ticket. So it's not a huge amount, but if there's four or five of you, then it's 25 quid and snacks and parking and, you know, things like that. I know not everywhere pays parking. Every time I mentioned about parking, everyone's like, parking? You have to pay. <laughs> um, but yeah, at my locus cinema, you have, there's, there's no car park. So you've got to pay street car parking. Um, you know, all adds up, and some people will be like, "Oh, I'm not paying 100 quid," for, you know, because that's you know, if more expensive cinemas, you know, if you're in a big city and stuff, they can cost a lot more, especially if they got those nice big leather comfy chairs, which my <laughs> cinema doesn't. <laughs> 
is. You know, it, it can all add up. But yeah, we're going to have to wait and see. I wouldn't expect an official announcement about Strange World for at least a couple of weeks, at least probably in getting to December. Um, but yeah, those box office numbers are going to be interesting to see because, you know, people say, oh, well, Disney aren't into animation stuff. Disney's generally, and this is kind of one of those things, they can always be a little bit tentative about doing promotion of new movies and stuff until they know they've got a hit. Um, and we see this with the theme parks, we see it with the merchandise. This is nothing new. This has been going on for a decade um, plus of Disney tent, you know, and I know a lot of people go like Frozen, yeah, but even Frozen, the first one when it came out, didn't, you know, there was mass, I remember it being on like the BBC News of like, they couldn't get stock quick enough for Christmas because they didn't realize it was going to be a big hit. You know, they, they tend, and you go to the theme parks, it takes a long time for stuff to arrive. Um, you know, th this is nothing new. Now, uh, we've talked about it before. Frozen's the obvious example, but Even Zootopia, Encanto. uh, is not really at the parks. Zootopia is not really at the parks. I know they're doing the thing over in, I think, yeah. Shanghai. Yeah. Uh, Big Hero 6 isn't really at the parks. These are these were all hit movies. They did very well at the box office and then in the, the post office numbers. But, you know, Disney hedges their bet. They, they kind of go, all right, here's a couple pieces of merchandise, but... We're not going to have Baymax wandering around. We're not going to have uh, the Encanto family wandering around or Raya from Raya and the Last mm. Dragon. And, and it'll be the same with this. So, yeah, we're we're both kind of talking a little negative on it, but it's also because the feeling is, you know, cinemas aren't dedicating a lot of screens to it. Disney doesn't seem to be hyping it up. But a lot of the times that just isn't mm. part of reality where you go, yeah. you know, um, we threw Encanto out there and maybe it'll do well and maybe it won't. And people are like, this is fantastic. And, you know, we love the songs in it and so on. And this could turn around to be the exact same thing. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what yeah. the uh, consumer buzz is about. It's it. Gonna, it's, it's a shame, really, because I would have gone and seen it on Friday. You know, if there'd been a morning show or an afternoon slot, I would have gone in. But again, it's just uh, to me instantly like this is weird. I've never had this before. It's just very strange. Like you said, there's a lot of screens. There's a lot of stuff going on, and it's not even Thanksgiving here. Um, right, let's now talk now about another um, kind of leading on from the budget cuts. Um, this past week, there's been a lot of um, people working at Marvel Studios on the animation projects, um, basically saying they've left. You know, they're leaving on Friday. You know, this is not just one. We're talking directors, storyboard artists, a whole host of stuff. So there's not, you know, when you're like looking at seven or eight people and like there's a lot of like, chatter rumors you know discussions of like you know are the shows cancelled or what's going on there um we'd already known for example like um they said like marvel zombies is only going to have four episodes um originally uh spider-man freshman year a lot of them are working on that and they were going to do soft uh sophomore year the see uh, sort of us say a sequel series kind of a season two rename it um where it is now from cosmic circus that that they're actually they're going to wait and see what the reaction is to the first series before they then commission the second series because they're still working on X Men ninety seven. Um, there's also apparently another series that they're working on, uh, untitled one. There's the, the zombies plus also what if seasons two and maybe three. But yeah, it seems like something's going on with Marvel animation of maybe, but just in general with Marvel, like they've they've had they've had too much going on and they're starting to cut back even bob Iger, so bob chapek said in the quarterly results in his memo thing that they're doing a review of their content spending um 
I don't think it's a bad thing for them to actually kind of scale up. We need to see if this stuff works, if the viewing numbers are there before we start running down the line on seasons two. I mean, if they know it's a good one, it's a good one. But see why they may be being a bit hesitant. Well, I think it's more than just that. I think it's on the animator side as well mm. as the Disney side because we've had reports, not really confirmed, but you know, uh, various reports of uh the uh, the special effects companies which would include the animation divisions uh not really happy with the way that disney and marvel have been treating them and uh forcing the work crunch hours and things like that for a lot of these projects and if that's true you could be looking at a situation very similar to what some of the tech giants are dealing with right now or or companies like twitter where people are just like yeah you you want us to work crunch every single week for an entire year you know what um, I can take yeah. my skills and I can go over to this other company or I can mm -hmm. jump to a different field. Uh, and uh, again, they're unconfirmed, but enough people are kind of, you know, coming out and talking about them that there's, there may be some weight yeah. to it. And that would definitely impact my decision if I was in charge of, uh, of greenlighting these shows and movies. Well, let's maybe focus more people on less projects. I, I feel like in general, and I um, it's kind of funny because there was a, like an article went out on like Variety this week about fandom did a uh, test, uh, a question and was like, are you, uh, you know, saying about people being fatigued? And I, I ran a similar poll on our Facebook group and on Twitter. And it was around about 30, 40% of people were saying they were feeling a bit fatigued. I mean, it's still a majority of 60, 70% of people um, weren't, but and I've, I've spoke about it on numerous occasions of like, I think they just need to just, just dial it back a little bit. Just, you know, it's, it's like everything, you know, you, you like steak and donuts. Great. But if you're steak and donuts every week, it, it it's, it's doesn't have the same impact. Um, I don't know. It, it's kind of strange. I think we're at a point now where maybe I don't think Disney plus, I think it still needs Marvel. It's, it's desperately in need of Marvel. It's, it's one of the big draws, but it doesn't need as much as it's had. You know, now they've got it established. Do they need as much? And I think, you know, we can tell with the budgets like they're doing with Arm Awards. But it's definitely, so it's definitely things of all these Marvel special presentations and stuff, rumors of like them coming in a little bit more. Um, and also just looking at that timetable. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's very strange. Stuff's happening. Um, and then all of this is all down to budgets. And it's not, and, I, and it's kind of one of those funny things as well with budgets. A lot of people like dogging on Disney for like cutting, you know, talking about cutting staff. So, it seems like every major corporation right now is doing this. You know, we've seen it with um, Facebook. We've seen it with Amazon. We've seen it with Twitter. We've seen it with um, what was it? C CBS Paramount have, have announced some stuff. Um, Warner, you know, all these big companies are all like either going on freezes stuff because they're expecting some bad wins to come in the coming year. And, you know, Disney are kind of into it. It's not great. It's not good, but it's expect, you know, we, we got to expect these kind of things. And I think it's only going to get worse. What I find kind of ironic, and we'll talk about this in a, a few minutes, mm -hmm. actually, was, you know, we were watching that um, that Mickey Mouse documentary this uh, that came out Friday. And one of the things that they talk about early on is like during the Great Depression. So we're going back to you know, the uh, the 1900s kind of deal. Mm -hmm. They're talking about how like movies were one of the safe havens during that because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you give your your kid five cents, they go watch the matinee, the double feature. And that gave the parents some free time because they're working all all week, uh, maybe even double jobs and things like that. And with this 
kind of deal potentially coming again in the next couple of years. You'd, you'd kind of think maybe we maybe movies go back to that, but it really does not feel that way. It feels like all the companies are backing off. No, see, I look at it the entirely different way of like they had to when they you know they've done that in the past with recessions and stuff. We didn't have they didn't have streaming services at home. We didn't have big televisions. You know, I mean, I know my dad and stuff. You know, they would go cinema every Saturday morning. You know, and watch the matinee and stuff because they didn't even have you know they didn't even have a television. You know, it's like that kind of thing of yeah. There was a reason why that survived, why that worked. And I think going into it now, people are you know we got you know if you've got your big TV and you've got your streaming service, you can cut. It's cheap, cheap. It's you know you're not well, spending yeah. any money. But the point is, it still has to have content on it, yeah. and you still have to have the content that you can put the kids in front of, or that you can have the family time in front of. And if all the the companies, including Disney, are cutting back on the content they're they're including, then that doesn't help quite as much. I mean, sure, you've got the back catalog that's, you know, that's always going to be there. There will always be something to watch that you have not seen. It's physically impossible to have seen pretty much everything on these these streaming platforms. But there is always something about the new that that thing that just came out on yeah. Friday or Thursday that that draws people in more than going, okay, we're going to go ahead and watch uh, the Aladdin cartoon from the 1990s or something yeah. like that. But also, they've, they've also got the other advantage of, of multiple shows dropping, multiple things. You know, you can kind of ease off a little bit on, on some of the bigger ones, and I think that's what we're going to see. But, yeah, so that's that's what's going on there. We also had a trailer this past week for Darby and the Dead, which is coming um, to Hulu on the 2nd of, November, 2nd of December. It's also coming to Disney Plus around the world. What did you think of the trailer for that one? It wasn't bad. I I like the idea more than the trailer, honestly. Yeah. You know, the 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 idea of the sh of the movie is kind of fun, uh, but there was nothing in the trailer that made me go, "Yes, this they they have a very interesting idea to to go with this." So yeah, it, it's it kind of this is this is kind of a perfect streaming movie, isn't it? This is mm -hmm. the straight to streaming. Yeah, pa pa go past cinemas, a high school stereotypes kind of thing it looks a bit of fun so it should be a little bit i kind of looked it was like yeah it looks fine it's yeah it's it's probably gonna have a few moments in it but it'll be all right and um, we also got a trailer for the wonderful binge or something like that which is a, a sequel to the binge that's coming out on hulu as well uh suspect that'll be out internationally but we haven't had that one confirmed it's just a thing of drinking's outlawed and one night it's kind of like a, a oh a power, well, a yeah, it was a, like a parody of The Purge, but um, with drinking and smoking and stuff. So I haven't seen the first one. It just doesn't appear to me. But I haven't even heard of the first one. <laughs> the Pur it's called, yeah, called The Binge. The binge. Yes. First time I've ever right. heard of it. Right. So we're, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, stuff to talk about in terms of new releases. So before we jump into that, quick hello and thank you to all of our patrons and um, YouTube channel members. Thank you so much for your continued support. You can become a member from as little as $2. You can take part in our weekly Q&A. You also get, obviously, get the shout-out as well. And you help support the channel. Um, so a big thank you to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave. My VCR still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin. And a huge, huge thank you to Sarah for your continued support. While over on Patreon, a big thank you to Babak. We've got Paul, Daniel, Elliot, Aero, Caleb, Red, Marsman, Cody, Jacob, Darren, Lauren, Sarah, and Andrew. Thank you so much. And make sure you get your questions in. I just posted just before we start recording um, for this week's questions. So next week's one will be our, we'll do a, a live Q&A, but it will be open to everyone for like the Thanksgiving one. So that'll be something that we'll do next weekend. But on that, let's jump into some stuff. So, um, be but before um, 
there's two things I just want to briefly bring up. Um, check out um, an interview I did. Um, there's a video up where I spoke to Jeff Malmberg, who is the director of Mickey uh, Story of a Mouse, and also uh, Floyd Norman, um, who has worked on like the Jungle Book, Sleeping Beauty, uh, Mulan, Toy Story. I mean, yeah, I that was like if I I could have had so much time, but that was that. So check out that out interview. Um, also this week, I got to speak with um, Leslie Erwicks, who is the writer and the director of the Imagineering story. So there's a written review up on the website today. Um, that was a fascinating interview because um, she's got the new book, The Imagineering Story. Um, so once I finish reading that one, I'll have a review. It's a big, it's a big book. Um, yeah, so that so that one that one was a really really great interview. to speak to someone. You know, I mean, it was fantastic. Fortunately, it's just an audio one. Oh, sorry, just a a written interview. But yeah, fifteen minutes with um, Harold was fantastic. Picking a brain on the Imagineering story. So check that one out. All right, let's start off with the work, the Mickey Mouse story of a mouse, a, a, a fantastic documentary looking at the history of Mickey Mouse. And um, one of the things I loved about this one was that it did didn't shy away too much from some of the negative aspects of the Mickey Mouse character. Didn't um it didn't feel like an advert for him. Because that's that's kind of sometimes what can happen with this one. Um, but what did you think of this one? I disagree completely. Yeah. It felt like an hour and a half advert for Mickey yeah. Mouse. I I was totally zoned out on this one, especially when they were bringing people on talking about like Mickey Mouse is America and Mickey Mouse is is all this. And just like, I, OK, you can pat yourself on the back. It's going to hurt after a little while. But sure, the, there were yeah. it. OK, so that's not. That's not fair. It's not entirely an advert. The, there were really good parts to it where they talked about the actual like development side, the technical side, how he's evolved over the years. And yeah, they had bits where they're like, well, we tried this and uh, we had the, you know, the one where he's fighting the giant and well, it didn't really work and things like that. So that that's fair. But, but yeah, when I was watching this, most of it, I was just like, I already like Mickey Mouse. I don't need an advertisement for why I should love Mickey Mouse. It's kind of funny because there was a whole chunk of it, especially in the middle of it, that I wasn't really aware of as much. Mm -hmm. So if that was kind of, it very much was like, I, I the bit like how they created Mickey Mouse and, you know, that bit's kind of been done a lot. And even the director himself said, you know, they, they he was trying to look for different angles and stuff. I think some of the stuff that got me was like all the Vietnam, Vietnam stuff, the anti-culture stuff, which is so ironic. Because here we are, like 50, 60 years later, and Mickey Mouse is the exact is the exact opposite of anti-culture, of anti-corporations and stuff. He's, you know, the the you know, if you put that one up now, that is deemed the the established establishment. It's kind of weird how that kind of worked. So it's I thought that was quite interesting because I didn't really know too much about that aspect of it, of him. Um, but I also really liked the whole idea that they talked about the how he'd become so bland. So, mm -hmm. um, so protected that it was just, they couldn't, they didn't, they didn't want to use him. They couldn't use him. They couldn't do anything with him. That's why Donald Duck become the main character because they could have fun with Donald Duck was Mickey just become so again, generic. They could, and like the idea that Mickey was just this boring character that kids didn't know. And then you look, and then there's like, you know, they say like the new Mickey Mouse one. And I'm thinking, well, I'd actually say like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, that kind of between that one and the new shorts, like revved, you know, really revved up the character and stuff. Because I mean, I watched the the autumn one, which we'll talk about in a bit. But you could see the character changed so much now with this one. 
Right, and they they talked about things like how Mickey wasn't allowed to fail uh, within the stories. He had to be yeah. a responsible one. You mentioned Donald, but also Goofy, because they were talking like Donald was the anger outlet, because you watch some of the old yeah. shorts, and Mickey definitely has some anger issues in them. And then Goofy was, well, his Goofy side, his yeah. uh, gets to be a little bit playful and creative and a little bit dumb at times. And I didn't know that aspect of, of Donald and Goofy. I didn't know that's where they had come from and things like that. So, yeah, no, there were very interesting parts to it. And then, you know, them talking about how Fantasia was kind of a, a I did know that part, but, hmm. um, you know, a revitalizing of the character and attempt to bring him back up and, and modernize him for the time. And then more modernization things going forward from that. Those yeah. were the parts of the, the documentary that I really enjoyed the, you know, the wise, yeah. Uh, the attempts, the ones that failed, the ones that didn't, so on. Uh, so, yeah, from that part, definitely enjoyed those. Yeah. It's kind of weird as well, kind of them bringing up the whole thing of, like, getting hospitals and nurseries to try and take down Disney. Because it's like, well, that was... You, you, I wouldn't have expected that in an official documentary. Definitely. Um, like, okay, but then this is the kind of the issue with documentaries of... And I think that's why I work with the Imagineering story. You have to... They have to do... And even the filmmaker said to me, you, know, you have to do the negative stuff because otherwise it's just you know it's not you, you can't put out a good new product yeah and you know going to the imagineering stories uh, mentioning things like the park benches were sinking into the asphalt mm. it's an important part of remembering the history because if we just go disneyland opened up and everything was perfect and everyone had a great time uh even just even if you know nothing about the subject you can just go intellectually no it's the opening of a park things definitely went wrong right and yeah the same thing here pointing out that disney has a very nasty habit of sicking lawyers on otherwise perfectly normal uh things where you can go no let let the kids have mickey on the wall they, it was really it. it was really weird because i was watching it there was like a unicef or if um, mm -hmm. some advert on tv this week and uh, there was this you know they showed this hospital and, they, and they're like mickey's and i go it's like wow it's like that's so easy to get picked up you know, like they put in an advert, and yeah, but yeah, they don't tend to things it. But I'm, I, I know my local town there. We had a, we had an issue where someone put up a taint, changed something into a big minion, and Universal got in touch to kind of get them to change it. You know, it does, it does change. But yeah, so that one was there. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, like I said, I think it's probably better maybe splitting it into two and spreading it out a little bit rather than watching it in one go. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed that one. I thought that one was good. Yeah, I, I am negative on it because especially right at the beginning it's very you know rah rah mickey is the greatest <laughs> yeah mickey is the greatest thing of all time and you should love mickey and and then he's it moves watching. into other things but yeah there he is hi he's he's watching as a lego form he's watching in uh plushy form he's watching in um your hats on the mandalorian behind you you know so moving on from there, um, we also hadn't had a new mickey mouse short the wonderful autumn of mickey mouse i watched that one this morning I really enjoyed it. It was kind of, it kind of feels like I know they held it back for Mickey's birthday, but like, this really should have been out like the beginning of September for for Halloween because of all the pumpkin stuff. I thought it was fun. I, I enjoyed. It. I mean, turning him into this massive Mickey Mouse, and again, we were talking there about having a little bit of a side to him where he was a bit, you know, a bit, bit rude, you know, not really rude, but he, there's a little bit of, of mix to him. But I thought, I thought it was good. I thought I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed it well enough. You know, I don't think I'll ever go back and watch it again. Like I'm not going to watch it next Halloween or anything like that, but I enjoyed my 20 minutes with it. Uh, animation was fun. Comedy worked. 
nothing that really jumps out at you, but the whole thing kind of comes together as a fun story. Yeah, so that, that one that one was fun. We also had um, Best in Snow. <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, this was so bad. This was so bad. Um, I started I started watching it. I'm going to an hour and 38 minutes. Okay. And it was so cheesy. And the, the, the mayor was just like so fake. It was just the, the mayor. Oh, oh, and then I ended up, and I'm not going to lie, I did fast forward massive chunks of this film and got to the end. It was like, okay, the ice sculpture was, you know, the Coco one looked amazing, that one. And I completely agree with it. But they're all like, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, look, an empty can, yeah. And I was like, oh, stop it, it's so fake. It was just like, it was, it was, it was like, this is such cheap garbage, honestly. <laughs> and, I, and I was, this was, I, un, for me, it was actually unwatchable. That was how bad it was, and that's, uh, I won't be doing a written review because it'll be a one because I thought this was rubbish. I wasn't willing to go all the way towards its garbage, <laughs> but it's definitely not particularly good at all. And it's it's too long, as you you know alluded to. It's an hour and a half. This should be maybe maybe minutes. thirty five minutes. Well, <laughs> you need to get a little bit of time in there to 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 explain who the people are and and you know give their story. No, but like twenty of them. I know. Like... Well, that's why it's thirty five minutes. But you know, it it should not be an hour and a half. Um, the sculptures themselves looked really good. Like you said, Coco looked great. I I really liked the Lion King one. I thought that looked fantastic. Obviously, I have a soft spot for the Muppets. So having yeah. uh, Walter and Se Walter and Se yeah, the two yeah. old guys there was great. And, you know, there's a lot of talent involved. But, yeah, hour and a half, that's just – actually, the, the word I would use to describe it wouldn't be appropriate for the uh, <laughs> podcast, to be honest. But – the other thing you mentioned was the uh, the host, and he was okay for like the first when he first showed up. And like, oh, he's kind of cute. He's playing this interesting character, and then he just kept appearing and being even more and more and more like leaning into this role and character. Just, yeah, and it's just, oh. just, just please stop. Just and eventually, by the end of it, I was just like, I, I can't listen to this guy anymore at all. It was it was irritating and grating. Yeah, it, just, it was, but it was that kind of thing. Like this is like, and it was that kind of feeling of like, um, it, it it was cheesy and fake, and you know, they're just like cheering at everything that was happening, and just like, wow, this is just, yeah. I mean, they literally looked like they just like taped off an area of a town up in I don't know Canada or something, and just like it's in uh it's in yeah. Keystone, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, it just, it just, it was, I, I'm, 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 this was probably one of the worst things I've seen on Disney Plus in a while. It it was pretty bad. And the, the sad thing is it didn't have to be because the sculptures themselves were actually really, really impressive. And if they had just focused more on the sculptures and the creation process without the, the intercuts of them jumping and screaming, it would have been fine. Again, shorter, not an hour and a half, yeah. please. But let the sculpture speak for themselves. They're obviously very talented individuals. Mm. Just focus on that. I just don't get what the, I, the the mayor was just like. It just seems totally like. Again, it was just like. Well, you, is this a, is this fantasy? It's like I, I don't know. It just it's like you know the overhead shots going. Well, we can see like it's just at the end of a town. You know, is right. it's not, it, it was just it was just odd. And so yeah, so I'm I'm gonna put this one. This is like one of the worst things I've seen this year. 
Um, it's yeah. it's definitely not going on the top ten lists or whatever we're doing in a in a couple of weeks. We haven't haven't planned those out yet, but obviously those are coming. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah don't don't waste your time, guys. This one this is pretty bad. Um, we also had um, the Santa Clauses, so we got the first two episodes, and new episodes are dropping each week. What did you think of this one? I will admit it, it might possibly because I'm not in Christmas yet. For me, yeah. <laughs> Christmas does not start until Thanksgiving, uh, until Thanksgiving's yeah. over uh, at the minimum. I prefer December 1st, but I'm willing to go with the end of Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know. It just didn't click with me, but there wasn't anything wrong with it. There wasn't yeah. anything bad with it. Uh, Tim Allen was fantastic. Um, I can't remember his wife's name, yeah, uh, the, yeah. the character of his wife's name offhand, but she was fantastic. Mrs. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Claus. Uh, she doesn't have a first name. Mrs. Claus. No. Um, the kids were, they were good for kids. I like the fact that they were a bit awkward and a bit funny because of right. the fact that they have been isolated from humanity. Yeah, they, they only so, have the elves. They, yeah, they don't so. They don't know other kids. You say but, about it being early. Um, we were we, I ended up watching it like two weeks ago, and yeah. I can assure you, I was not in the holiday spirit. I just like, what on earth is this? It's like I'm just not ready for it. Um, it's I know they had to get this all they look like they they look like they want to get half the series out for the Thanksgiving weekend. Um I, I, it just it just again, I know like the mood the Christmas music's going and the decorations and the turning the lights on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it. it, it well, I'm in that same boat of like, yeah, in December, let me know. <laughs> right. I I think it'll be much better when the Christmas spirit's actually properly going in, and I'm sure yeah. that yes, they wanted some for Thanksgiving because that's a huge family yeah. weekend here in the states. But also, it should be wrapping up right around Christmas, which is yeah, yeah, what they want. You you know, you sit down at Christmas, and the big happy Christmas miracle is happening in the show, and mm. so on and so forth. But yeah, th there's nothing wrong with the show. It just I'm it's just more. It's, it's just more. It. It's just more. It's just more of it. Um, it's okay. I enjoyed it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick at this, the rest of the series. Cal seems quite interesting. Um, as the, the the potential new Santa Claus. Um, yeah, and it's like Tim Allen being Tim Allen. It's like that's what people want from him. It's like you know that you don't. Um, I know like there's some references and stuff of like you know not being able to say Christmas. Like, well, like you'd expect that kind of you know in a modern thing of it all. I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. Um, not the best thing. Um, I don't know whether I still think this might have been better as just a film. It might, it might have been able to um, not stretch it out as much because I think that was one of the issues with it being. But you got to look at it. It's like six episodes, half an hour a pop. That's only three hours, but that would have been right. nearly twice the length of the one of them films. So there's a lot more scope. It's like being able to build the characters out a little bit. Most like the issues with Santa of him having problems. Rather than just doing like one problem, oh now there's a problem and now we need to fix it. You're like, no, we we're gonna do this like three times over to make sure that you're all <laughs> we're gonna well, stretch that bit out. So it's yeah. It's not even just that. It's also, you know, the problem, of course, is he's losing weight and they have all the jokes that that are the inverse of what you normally yeah. have with the weight jokes. Like, I've got abs. I'm not supposed to have abs, and it's like, you know, that kind of thing. It's a funny one-off joke. But then it comes back, and then it comes back, and then it comes back. And this would be another one of those situations where it's like, you, you did the joke, maybe you do a callback to the joke, and then you move on. Um, and because they've got three hours to fill, they kind of keep going back to the same jokes over and over again. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting to see how it goes. Once we get past Thanksgiving, which is next week, um, I might be more ready for this and 
we'll pick it up. But again, nothing wrong with it. There's no like, oh man, Tim Allen's just phoning it in or the plot is stupid. No, it's, it's, it's a Christmas plot. Christmas needs to be saved. Santa needs to be saved or replaced. And he doesn't have the spirit. You know, that no. it's pretty traditional stuff. It's done well. It's executed well. After yeah. Thanksgiving, please. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it's fine. I, I'm quite happy with it. It, it hit where I thought it was. My wife mm -hmm. thought it looked, she looked, she thought she was surprised. When the credits came out, she went, I thought it was a movie. That was the thing. So oh, yeah. okay. the, the quality is there in it. I do think the special effects and stuff are all on par with what I would have expected from that kind of film. Yeah. Um, right. Let's now talk. Um, I did actually watch, just this morning. I watched the latest episode of the Mysterious Benedict Society. Carrying on with that show, that I'm enjoying it. Um, kind of weird of how this series seems to have kind of shifted into the Disney Channel zone, and it's completely been overshadowed. It just it's such a shame because it is a fun, good um, like, but it does feel like they're really le leaning in on the awkwardness a little bit more. It, it was a little bit like, okay, I watched this episode. Oh, can we get it's a bit like with the first season where it's like it could do with a bit of speeding up in the middle a little bit if it was a movie most of the stuff would have been edited out yeah um, but yeah that. it was it was fine it was it was fine i'm enjoying it i mean we still got a few more episodes left i'll be honest i haven't watched mighty ducks for a couple of weeks i just can't face watching that right now i have it on the background and not even like like close paying attention and I'm, I'm looking over at bits and pieces mostly when they're playing hockey for the it's going pretty much exactly the way you would expect it to go um it, again, it's not horrible, but it, as I mentioned in like the first week, it it's tonally off because there's a whole lot of hockey supposed to be fun. Hockey's supposed to let them kids be yeah. kids. And it's like 99% of the time I agree with you. However, you are at a camp specifically designed <laughs> to bring out the best players, to groom them for the NHL or the AHL, mm -hmm. things like that. Your hockey is meant to be fun, doesn't work here. Yeah. Um, but it yeah. it has gotten a little bit better. But if I went through the plot with you, I don't think there's a single piece that would surprise you. No. Um, I obviously I spoke about Limitless last week. Did you get a chance to check any of them out this week? What did you I watched uh two of them? They are overall excellent. There were a couple of bits in the middle where it's kind of like, oh, okay, do you, yeah, you're a great guy, Chris. Awesome, very cool. I'm I'm glad that you're such a great guy. Uh let's go back to the documentary. Uh, but overall, definitely worth the watch. I will be checking out the remaining four episodes over the course of this next week. Uh, we won't be talking about them since no. you know now it's old. But I I definitely recommend it. It's very good. Yeah, it's very very good. Um, also this week um, we had the penultimate episode of the Kardashians, so they ended up doing the whole Met Gala thing. Next week's kind of the big finale kind of thing. So we'll watch that one with my wife the other day. I'm not going to bring. Uh, it's kind of one of those things you're watching. You're going. There's a lot of a lot and a lot of people and a lot of money being spent on a party for a dress. At which point you're going, why is the wasting so much money? <laughs> How many people does it take? Five, you know, six people go to a party and they need like 50 people entourage to get them there. Over the top. And <laughs> that's all well, I'm going to say. It seems it's like, over the top. Yeah. But you're you're tuning in to watch it. Yeah, it's it's mm. one of those things. It's one of my says it's it's our guilty pleasure. <laughs> no, just like, yeah. And, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. We all have our guilty pleasure yes. shows. Uh, obviously, Kardashians is not mine, yes. but uh, for people who enjoy that show, I'm sure it's going well. We got the penultimate episode of The Walking Dead here in the UK. Um, the finale, and I think the finale is maybe on a AMC Plus in the US. That I think it's already out. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, so, so the finale is out on Monday. Uh, I, I this series just, it's, you know, like that kind of thing. Like they're building, they know it's the end, so they're like, I mean, I know there's gonna be lots of spin-offs, but you can sense like the, the building up to kind of finishing off the the Commonwealth. I love this series. It's 
I, I can't believe I like it's like one of those this time like like a year ago like oh yeah I'd watched an episode eighteen months later I've binged all eleven. <laughs> <laughs> So no, it's been good. So I, I'm really enjoying that one. Um, also, Willow. Um, Willow's coming out on November the 30th. Um, I can't give a full review until then. However, I have seen a um, number of the episodes and they're going to be getting one episode a week. This is really good. Really good stuff. Um, well, I think this is what Disney Plus has been missing in the fact that it's not a Marvel or a Star Wars series. That is just... It's full fantasy. Um, again, it's kind of in that territory of like you think it's a movie, but it's not. It's high quality. There's a little bit of a weird thing with some of the music. The end music of every episode is like a modern song, like done differently. Hmm. Um, but I quite like it. It's just like Enter the Sandman came on. I'm like, I, I'm like this is just weird. <laughs> but it was played in like a, a classic way. But I really, I, I, that's like one of my favorite songs. And that's why I was like, oh, I know what that was. This is great. I can't wait for everyone to watch this one. It's going to be running for eight, I think it's eight weeks. Uh, so right through December and January. Uh, this is such a good series. Um, I can't wait to talk about it a bit more in a, in a couple of weeks when it comes out. Um, let's say by the time I can talk about it, um, I think I'll have seen seven of the eight episodes. <laughs> so that's so, But that shows you the faith they've got in it because they're really um, leaning in on like letting us see it in advance. But yeah, really good series. Can't wait to talk about that one in a couple of weeks when that one comes out. Okay, let's now talk about Andor. So we had the penultimate episode of Andor drop this past week. Um, just a show that just continues to keep getting better, doesn't it? It does. It's such a good episode. And, it, and the funny thing is Andor himself is barely a part of this episode at all. Mm -hmm. you know, they they escaped last episode, and now he, they're climbing a cliff, and they uh, get captured, but the guys are like, ha-ha, just kidding. And that, that was like the entire contribution to yeah. the episode. It was otherwise... You know, the ISB and Mon Mothma and... And that and, poor uh, little droid. It's so cute. Oh my, I just want to pick it up. <laughs> Can I I've, stay? <laughs> I feel more for that droid than most people, honestly. It's, it's so weird how they've done it, isn't it? It's like, it's like, can I come and stay? And like, and it's, it's like... He's, it's got, it's, it's a dog. Real, yeah. It's a dog with a voice, but they play yeah. it perfectly where it's like... <laughs> I don't want to leave. Maybe she'll come back. It's like, no, she's she's dead. She's not coming back. Well, maybe she will. And like, oh, no, stop doing I don't this. Want, I, I don't want to be on my own. It's just like it's like it's so gonna get blown up mm -hmm. in this next in this last episode. I know defending Andor. You just know it's coming. But oh yeah, that droid is just pulls on the heartstring more than any. I mean, they could blow you know C3PO up to bits and pieces, and it doesn't matter. But this droid's managed to pull on that little heartstring so, so differently. They, they have blown up C-3PO. They've <laughs> cut him in half and blown him up. And I'm, they've wiped his memory. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, that, su that sucks. Uh, but yeah, this this little <laughs> destroyed is is like, I, I mean, oh. it's kind of Grogu-ish, actually, yeah. in a sense. But no, it, it's I'm loving this show. Um, It was a little bit sluggish. I thought maybe at some point it was definitely a little, you know, we're building up. There's not a lot of action. I mean, that's been a little bit of something like people, there's not a lot of action. But that whole thing with like the, the lightsabers out the, out the ship. Was that like, was kind of fun, yeah. That was fun, and there is a kind of speculation that he's a Jedi as well. I I wouldn't be surprised if they went that angle, or if if not a Jedi, then maybe like a member of that church that um, mm. the two characters from Rogue One are part of. Yeah. Uh, so not Force sensitive himself, but we'll we'll have to wait and see. There's obviously a bunch of stuff coming in the final episode here. I guess one of the real questions will be: um, Will we see what happens to Krieger um, and? Will Saw show up and 
blow the cover or are we going to let him die and so on and so forth yeah. stuff so there's a lot of very interesting things is mon mothma going to let his her daughter uh get married off to this uh For banker yeah, yeah you know they, and it, if we had talked about this like five months ago before the show even came out would be like mon mothma oh yeah those are sure I'll, I'll sit through the mon mothma scenes to get to the Andor scenes and now i'm just like the mon mothma stuff is so incredibly tense and uh so everything's going on it it is definitely a slower episode but it's very clearly the episode building up to the final mm. episode and um it would take a lot for them to screw this up like yeah. it might not live up to full expectations because we're now at episode 12 expectations have built up but to if it comes out and people are like oh man that was just game of thrones season seven all over again i'd be amazed you know mm. It's just very well done. It's a very, and I feel like this is going to be a series that's just going to continue to draw people in over the next probably two years until we get season two. Um, yeah, I think this one's going to be like a, a slow burner. People check it out. Oh, because they're showing it on um, ABC, FX, Freeform. Right. Um, they're putting it on Hulu for a, a couple episodes. Um, I honestly think in some ways they'd be better off doing the whole run. I think they should just have done, don't just do two episodes. You do the whole run on ABC for 12 weeks. Just let, let people see this, you know, this kind of thing of like, get, because it's not, not got the same attention that Mandalorian's got. Get it out there. But yeah, no, just great, great one. Um, yeah. And just can't wait to see this, um, the finale. Um, yeah. So that's cool. uh, I will definitely be getting up bright and early Wednesday, just like it's Christmas a month from now. Uh, just like, all right, let's find out what happened, and then I'm, it's gonna be yeah. it's gonna be a really long wait for season. Yeah, two. see, I've I've got the opposite figure of like, and this guy gonna be. Then now I've talked about this episode. Now I'm gonna watch the finale. I know because <laughs> you, you've got you've got. The but I, but copy, so. I, I have not watched it because I didn't want to ruin it now because I I, I I wouldn't. It's like no, I need to be. It's like <laughs> it wasn't figure like, and I gotta get the podcast out the way then I can watch it because mm -hmm. um yeah. So it's kind of weird. They don't normally do this with finales and stuff. They generally hold off, and um, they don't want you know maybe the I, the spoilers and stuff. But yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. I, I would suspect a little of it is because the show hasn't been generating the buzz that it really should be, but they know how quality it is and they know what people who are watching it are saying, but for some reason it's just not pulling in the numbers. Mm -hmm. You can talk about fatigue or, um, you know, not having a, a clear Lights, yeah. character. There's no lightsaber. There's no big X-Wing fight. I mean, there might be next week, but we you know, see some, yeah. yeah, it's not, it, it's not splashy the way Mandalorian is, but it, it is, solid storytelling so if they can put it in front of people on hulu or effects or anything like that i hope that that works i hope it draws mm -hmm. people in and keep the word of mouth and let people know hey no this is the star wars show that you've been looking for this has got the rogue one vibes it's got mature themes it's got adults it's not cameo of the week cameo of the week is fine but we don't need it for everything no Right, now let's talk about Disenchanted. So this one came out um, yesterday. Now, yeah, I was aware you didn't watch this one, did you? You decided against it. Well, you're making it sound much more yeah. negative than it was. <laughs> it was uh, Mickey Mouse, the hour and a half documentary, Best in Snow, hour and a half. I can't believe and... you went with Best in Snow. <laughs> well, if I'd known then what I know now, I would not have. Um, and Disenchanted. But the main reason I picked uh, Best in Snow over Disenchanted is because I've never actually seen Enchanted. Ah. So... Um, so I didn't really have any hook into this. 
Having said that, if I could go back and do it again, I would pretend that Best in Snow did not exist, and I would have watched Disenchanted <laughs> instead. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of shame again because because so much dropped um, yesterday um, for you. But so I I was able to watch it um, a couple of days early, and I enjoyed it. I thought it was a bit of fun. It was very whimsical, very kind of bit bit cheesy, bit charming. Um, the music is probably nowhere near on a patch of the original one. I mean, the kind of like some of the songs like Ever Ever After um, from the first film are just like, you know, you hear that you hear it and you think of Disney and it's the theme parks and it's it capped. The second one doesn't have that. It does have obviously a lot of strong. I think I don't know if I have to watch it a few more times, but I think I have probably only watched the first film once or twice. It's, it's not it's not one of my favorite films. But I, but you could definitely tell with this one. There's a couple of times when they cut the budget where they did panaways. Like there's a big ogre, because it's just his foot. Or um, we're gonna do a big dragon, but we're only gonna show the smoke. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like you get it. Yeah, they've cut the budget. Some of it looked great because it was filmed in Ireland. Um, it's a, it's fun. It's not amazing. It's not gonna blow anything. Um, people's socks off. It's a straight to video sequel. It is what it is. Um. I, it's fun. I think if you like Enchanted, give it a whirl. Now, there is that kind of thing as well of like, you know, it's 15 years later. The characters have got a little bit older. Um, obviously, like, you know, like with Amy Adams now, you know, she's like the evil stepmother in this one. And yeah, because she's that much older. You know, she's now like, you know, in her 40s. It's like she can't get away with being the princess the same way anymore. Um, but it's fun. It's 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 kind of definitely definitely a fun film. It's it's. I can see why they maybe didn't put it in cinemas. It probably could have brought in a few hundred million, but um, I don't know. It's it was it was fun. I enjoy, I enjoyed it anyway. I may at some point go ahead and watch both it and Enchanted. Um, I would I know, say just watch the first one because it's all right, fair better. enough. <laughs> I, Enchanted is one that keeps coming up from time to time where people are like, oh yeah, no, it's a it's a good movie. It's not a must see, but it's a good good enjoyable uh, movie. Sounds like this is kind of more of the same, but on a lower budget. Um, yeah. Am I disappointed that I didn't watch it this week? If we take uh, Best in Snow out of the equation, not really. But okay. I, again, if I had my, if I could go back and tell myself <laughs> with a time machine, no, just, just skip this. You, you're fine. Um, this is what I would have watched instead. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there we go. So that is all of this week's, um, we, like I said, there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff out because they've really kind of revved up for the, um, the Thanksgiving, you know, they wanted to make sure. I think there was plenty out. So obviously, next week we've got the finale of um, Andor. Andor. Got an episode of, uh, of the Santa Clauses, and next Friday we've got the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So that will kind of so that's definitely going to be be the big release. Um, I definitely feel like I think Disenchanted probably did the right thing in moving forward a week because I feel like that um, with Strange World and Guardians that kind of and the Andor premiere or finale that. It's quite a busy few days. <laughs> it's a very busy few days. And I think one of the things that people forget about um, doing the Thanksgiving holiday, too, is uh, families start to get together before Thursday. So you're gonna, you might have people trickling in as early as Monday. Uh, more often than not, it's going to be like Tuesday or Wednesday. And you still want to have that thing to distract the, ju the giant family mm -hmm. gathering on Wednesday. Uh, and if your release is going to be on Thursday... Well, yeah, you have to have some things in place already, and Disenchanted might be a, a solid mm. Wednesday night, calm everyone down before the main event on Thursday. Kind of and thing. I mean, as well to see if they do a like a Disney Plus Black Friday deal. Normally, like Hulu does it. Um, 
I don't think they're gonna be an annual one. I would be maybe like a, a cheap month, like two ninety nine, uh, like one ninety nine, like they did for D twenty three. Just a month. Yeah, it'll. It. I would say it's either going to be like a, like a buy one month get one month free, but with a limit of one purchase. So you, yeah, you get a two month subscription up front, but then you have to go monthly. Or like you said, you know, um, you get a month for like three dollars or something, like or maybe that. like ten dollars off an annual one or something. Actually. Something. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it, I wouldn't be surprised if they do do a, a Black Friday deal. It won't even be Disney Plus itself. It'll be that Disney Plus merchandise wing yeah. that they opened on Shop Disney. I could yeah. see them doing a, a special Disney Plus sale there, where you can get a you know a Mandalorian shirt mm. for you know fifteen dollars or something like that. Yeah, Either way, yeah, keep the expectations low on that one. Streaming services generally don't go all in on Black Friday. No, and, and as I always, as we always point out with Black Friday, it is done. It is all pretty much made up to um, make it look like. I mean, I, I brought um, video game, and it's like I've been waiting two weeks for it because it, it ran out of sale at the end of October, and I didn't. I missed it by a day. I'm like, well, I'll just. And it's like it went up to full price, and then it went back to the sale price that it was at like three weeks ago. So like that's Black Friday. That's no, the same price. <laughs> yeah. the same. Well, they're just, 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 I mean, and Shop Disney notoriously um, will, are, some of it is quite expensive anyway. Um, I know there's, there's some, there's like a deal popped up there where they like free shipping. I'm like, no, 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 no I don't need any that. more Christmas decorations. <laughs> I could use some plates, honestly, but nothing on the Disney store really, really <laughs> leaped out at me. Um, but yeah, especially once you get outside of Shop Disney, uh, Amazon, of course, is one of the big ones. It's, and then Cyber Monday as well, yeah. uh, especially in recent years, they have been notorious for increasing prices. So yeah. taking the MSRP and then increasing it and then lowering it back down to MSRP. So it looks like it's on sale. Uh, highly recommend using uh, a browser plugin to tell you what the price trends have been uh i'm Google i'm at that point of being that old and boring now that i'm looking to get a, a pressure washer for black friday <laughs> to do the guy <laughs> i need to replace my vacuum cleaner <laughs> you know that's when you get to a certain age you're like oh the video game sales though oh no lego no i need a pressure I, washer. <laughs> all right well let, let's bring some let's bring some black friday holiday spirit back into it the a lot of the sales have already started here i went over to best buy yesterday to pick up the new pokemon game yes i do love the pokemon games um and all of their movies were already on sale so i ended up picking up a number of 4k uh ones for like eight dollars or nine dollars a pop i got shang chi eternals black widow and everything everywhere all at once uh so one of these things is not like the others but uh, yeah. All of them very good, and I'm glad to have them in my physical collection yeah. now. It's kind of fun. I never I, Pokemon's been one of those franchises I've never really um, got into. But it's a, so I ended up buying a load of like Destiny Two expansion packs because mm -hmm. I kind of fell into that hole this this last couple of months. So <laughs> maybe we should play sometime. I, yes. I have an account somewhere. Yes, I, I remember buying it when it came out, the first Destiny Two, and I think mm -hmm. it might have been the same time as like a big Disney video game came out. And so I, all my time went on, and I just ended up like, and then I, for some reason, just the other day, did it, and so there we go. Right, nevertheless, let's jump now into the end of the show. So thank you very much was, for watching. Where are you going with this? Yeah, where are we going now? We're done. On that note, guys, thank you very much for watching. Make sure you go check us out over on whatsondisneyplus.com, especially if you're on Twitter. Follow us, find us on another platform, just in case. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.